Welcome to the Mike Goldman Show. Today we speak to sex expert or sexpert, Dr. Nikki Goldstein. Are the housemates doing it? How do you abstain for that long? They must be. Maybe we can find out off the latest of Vic D as well. Everybody's favourite, Big Brother Rusky. <laughs> the nurse, the blonde bombshell, the big flirt, the ninth of Vic D from the Big Brother house. It's Marina. Marina Rakovskia. She's Rakovskiing from the Big Brother house. She's gone. She's off to see Vladimir Putin visit Brisbane at the GH. She had to get out of the house as quick as she possibly could. Oh, this is getting ridiculous. Hello, Marina, and welcome to the Mike Goldman Show. How do I turn this off? Huh? How are you? Hello, good. How are you? I'm great. Oh, do, do you like that? That's, that's your national anthem. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I like I like the the Malinka Malinka. Do you have that one? Malinka Malinka Malinka. What do you Malinka. want? Malinka. Malinka Malinka. What's yeah. that? Malinka Malinka. Kalinka. No, Kalinka. It's Kalinka. K A L I N K A. K A L I N K A. What's that song? Kalinka Kalinka. It's like a. It's like a. Kalinka 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 Maya. Namurada Marinka Malinka Maya. Kalinka Kalinka. It's the Red Army Choir. Woo! Singing Kalinka. Oh man, that's it. I've had enough of Russian music for one day. Hello, Marina. The ninth of the team from the Big Brother House. Oh, mate, I'm good. How are you? I'm superb. You're big flirt, you. I am superb, but big flirt. <laughs> uh, look, I know you didn't flirt. Australia knows you didn't flirt. It's just, you know, you got, you got a paranoid Kiwi in there, thought you were trying to steal her boyfriend. I know, and I thought that she liked me because I'm half Kiwi, half Russian, half Ukrainian, half Kazakh, half Australian. You're, I'm you're, a, bit of you're a bit of everything, aren't you? I am, yeah. <laughs> so I thought Ash and I were besties. Well, not besties, but getting there. So. Mag, you, you know what? She hasn't seen nothing yet. Lena? Yeah. Oh, Lena. Lena is making the moves. The Chinese. Lena is making the moves on Travis to cause a stir. Is she? How What's her is Asia going to say to that? How is Asia going to handle that? Do you know what? They're not in the house together, so he's in the in the sanction. However, however, mm. what's not to say that she's going to try and get in there and get some alone time? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Travis or Asia just decides. You know what? I'm I'm sick of being over here away from my lover, from my other half. I'm just going to climb the damn walls. Well, do you know what? They should have left when they could have. But if you didn't have a boyfriend, you know, Travis would probably... No. No? He's a boy. He's a boy. He's a a flirt. He's a boy. He likes the girls and the girls like him. So do you Mm. know what? I'm not interested in that. What was it like in there? Did you hate it? Did you love it? Do you wish you were still in there? It was completely different from what I imagined. It Mm. was more... Like thousands, millions, trillion times more in better and worse. It was hard. It was a brain. It was stressful at times, but fun. And it was just up and down. And the whole adrenaline, like the adrenaline never stopped running. And I just felt exhausted, not from the task, but from, from, you know, kind of being go, go, go all the time. Were you surprised that you got evicted? Um, to be honest with you, no. Two weeks in, um, I feel for the guys that have left, you know, after seeing Sam, Sandra and Jason leave, you know, mm. they were all very, very popular, in, you know, in-house in and um, I just didn't get enough time in there and, you know, it was just unfortunate that, you know, first in, well, last in, first out, really. So what do you think of these uh, new housemates? Because they're not intruders, like you came into the house as an intruder, it's like a couple of days, 
bang, you're now housemates. There's only four weeks to go. They, they have a chance at winning $250,000. I don't know how they're going to come across, to be honest with you. I don't know what the public wants, whether they really don't like any of the people that are in there or, you know, with the four. That's that's a big percentage of pe- new people. Yeah, well, the general public don't really know them that well. Yeah. I mean, they're only brand new. We've got Tom, who's the... Uh, 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 Tom is a guy from Bondi Beach. He's yeah. a, a business manager. I actually met him years ago. He's okay. a friend of a friend. He's yeah. a top bloke. Richard, who's the Edward Cullen lookalike. It's, uh, Penny, who's the dancer. And Lena. What does Lena yeah. do? Lena, uh, she just quit her job. She used to work for like a sunglass company, design, oh, okay. design company, which they exported overseas. Well, Lena wants to, uh, to just uh, throw a spanner in the works. She wants to stir things up. Well, She's been she telling know, the other guys the we're fact, here to make some noise. Did she know the fact that Asian, the whole triangle happened with, with me flirting and him flirting? She and knows that and she's just in there to do the same thing wow. because the, the thing is, Asia and Travis think that they're going to win Big Brother. In they their do. minds, they've won yeah, it's already. It's Asian Travis show for sure. $70,000 they passed up. That's like what is that, a third of the prize money. Yeah. They could have taken that and left the show, gone on holidays in Thailand, travelled the world, whatever. They think in their minds that the show is theirs. They do. They believe it. I truly think they do believe it. And it's that that is, I don't know whether it's too selfish or up yourself or what, but, you know, at least they never said Australia loves us. Well, the question is, are they more powerful as a couple? And who better to ask that than relationships expert and sexologist, Dr. Nikki Goldstein? Thank you, Marina. Oh! Can I have that as my ringtone? Well, that's that's not necessarily her. <laughs> so you're a relationship and a sex expert. Does that mean you can fake an orgasm better than anyone else? Yes. Can, can you, I'd like to really? think so. Can you but prove I, it? But I'm going to put it out there and say I don't believe in faking it. I believe in over-exaggerating what's going on in your mind, ah. but not completely faking it. Do some, do some guys or girls, I mean, how do guys fake an orgasm? You know, I didn't think that they did, and some one of my friends told me yeah. just wasn't into the girl, faked an orgasm, kind of hid the condom and oh. threw it away. So they do do it apparently, but I think the guys just want to kind of finish and get it over and done with, whereas girls just want to get it over and done with. So um, let, let's, see, really let's, see your, let's see your fake orgasm. You know what, we do this again and turn the lights off. You want me to turn the lights off? <laughs> yeah. All right, so. I'll turn the lights off. All right. I okay, let's do a fake orgasm. Okay, pressure's on. Does make me really hot and steamy doing that? That was really good. I'm impressed. Oh, good. You want to hear mine? No. Oh shit! <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I'm finished. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit excited. I can't even fake. Even my fake ones are quick. But do you do you get verbal or do you just at the end scream something and it's all over Red Rover? Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about making as much noise as I can. I want to shake the whole house down, the whole street know what's going on. And do you have something you say, like some thing that you yell out? Geronimo. Or it, Geronimo. Say Geronimo. Geronimo. <laughs> I no. have a different meaning for Geronimo. Oh really? My platonic best friend and I have oh. decided if we bump into our exes, yeah. we say Geronimo uh. and then we start pashing. So yours what? is during, yeah, because it's like you want to make your ex kind of jealous or you want to be like, hey, I moved on and, you know, I'm getting it on with someone else. Wow. So you often don't have time to say, hey, by the way, that's so-and-so. So our thing was just say Geronimo and then mm. just jump into it. Well, we got you here because you're a sex and relationship expert. And I think at the moment we're having more 
relationships happening in the Big Brother house than we've ever had. I love that. We, we've got three couples hooking up in there. We've got Kat and Lawson. Like, Kat is a 30-year-old nurse. Lawson's a 23-year-old electrician. They fell in love in the house. Lawson has a partner on the outside that he's been with for like five years. And he's been crying in the diary room, upset, sorry to Big Brother, saying he feels bad because he's let the family down. He said it just happened and he, and he couldn't help it. I think, though, you're going to find he'll come out of the house and that relationship won't work and then he'll have some interesting stuff to deal with because he'll want the partner back and, you know, bad luck. It's not like you got drunk and you can say, Mm. oh, sorry, it just happened. You did it on national TV. So, you know, I kind of feel in a way sorry for him because he's going to have an interesting situation when he gets out of the house. Yeah, he feels really bad, but at the same time he has this hot Bond girl who he's pretty much hooked up with in the Big Brother house. But the thing is, in there, all of your emotions and feelings are just intense and magnified because you have no contact with the outside world. You can't call up your friends and talk to them about whatever you're going through. You can't listen to the radio, watch TV. You can't get away from the person that you're spending all this time with. So, you know, a couple of days with someone in the Big Brother house is like a normal dating time would be like two or three weeks. But it's like school camp. Like I remember when we were teenagers and, you know, you're in those clicky groups and it all kind of stays within the group. You know, Mm. someone ends up dating someone and then there's dramas. I kind of see the Big Brother house like that, Mm. except that there's no escaping it. So it does turn into that high school again. You've Mm. got, you know, the popular guys, the popular girls, Mm. the ones that are hooking up, the ones that are on the outside kind of giving their judgmental advice. Mm. So you kind of have to liken it to a high school relationship. And that's why I say it's really difficult for these to transpire into the outside world Mm. because that's the context that they're sitting under. Mm. So it's kind of an, it's an image mature relationship in one way. So, Doctor, you've uh, studied at university relationships. You've sat there for hours and hours listening to people's dramas when they've had marital some problems, good, some not good. relationship <laughs> problems. Um, what would you do, what would you say to someone like Lawson if you could speak to him right now? Uh, what do you think he should be doing? Should he be continuing the relationship he's having in the house and just worry about his girlfriend when he gets out? Or is he going, no, I'm going to keep my dick in my pants. I'm going to behave myself. I'm not going to do anything. I think it depends what he wants when he gets out. If he thinks there's remotely some part of him that's going to want to pursue a relationship with his you know, girlfriend that he currently went in, then he should just hold it off, put it in his pants and wait till he gets out and then work out does he want to pursue a relationship with Cat on the outside world or does he want to get back with his ex-girlfriend if she'll t- she will still take him back. But at the same token, if he's washed his hands of it and decided, you know what, I don't want a bar of my long-term partner that's definitely over, then why not be able to have a relationship with someone in the house? It not only makes it interesting for us to watch, but I think it also helps having a mate in the house that is with you on another level, that person that, you know, obviously you can be physical with, but on an emotional level too, if it really is love, Mm. then how amazing to have the support of somebody through that. The unfortunate thing is you're getting the support at the expense of someone else's emotional. Whose fault is it? I mean, who takes the majority of the blame here? Would it be Lawson because he has a girlfriend on the outside and he should be able to control himself? Or is it Kat who should just go, look, this guy's taken, I should leave him alone? When when does the moral responsibility come into it and, and who's most to blame? It takes two to tango and I think that guys get a lot of the negative blame. You know, that people want to make them the evil person. It's his fault for having a penis and getting turned on and going after a girl. But at the I same just do token, what my captain tells me. <laughs> but that, that's what we <laughs> want to say is that you know we don't want to give them an excuse we want to put all the responsibility on them Mm. but at the same time 
I've been in the position where I've had married men want to pursue me on men in relationships and I've said, no, this is not right for me. This is not what I want to be doing. I don't believe in it. Yeah. So at the same time, Kat still has the responsibility to stand up and say, okay, there may be feelings here, but he's a guy who's in a relationship. Maybe this is something that needs to be addressed on the outside when we get out and maybe I've got to stand up and say you know what I'm not the type of girl that's going to break up a relationship but obviously that's not the type of person she is yeah I know well her sister was on the uh, eviction show this week she's got a twin sister and said that's not the kind of girl she is she's never known her to break up a relationship but it is such a bizarre situation to be stuck on national television with no contact with the outside world and to have someone who you're um, immensely attracted to and have to try and hold yourself back. Well, I guess uh, it'll be interesting next couple of days to see what happens because Big Brother has given the power to Ryan. We have this thing every week where a housemate gets a certain power. And this week, um, Ryan got the power to split people up and put housemates in the sanctuary. So they're living separately now. And what Ryan did is he split up all the couples. That's just mean. So it's, <laughs> it's really mean. But it's great television. <laughs> I know, but you kind of like, I still want to see them. I, I want to see the love drama. I don't want to see someone pining over someone in another house. I want to see like throw in a third person, well, start bitch fighting over a guy. We've got new girls in there. So maybe you just wanted to cause a bit of drama there. But we're, like we've got Kat and Lawson, obviously, living in separate parts of the house now. We have... Um, Leo and Sky, they're living in separate parts of the house, and Travis and Asia. Now, Travis and Asia, they were offered pretty much $70,000 from Big Brother to leave the show. These guys think they are so good and so popular. They think they got the $250,000 in the bag. They are, they think they're so powerful as a couple that they're going to win the show. And now they've been broken up and stuck in different parts of the house. I mean, these guys are inseparable. They're so in love. It's crazy. So... It'll be very interesting to see how they go being separated for a while. And it'll be interesting to see if they still think that they got the big chance to win in the next coming weeks when they're they're not together all the time. But I've got two questions for you. Yeah. Okay, the first, has there ever been a relationship that you know of that's come together inside the house that's lasted outside of the house? Um, oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. No. Um, Marty and Jess, they actually had a wedding. I saw that one. I remember after, watching that on TV. But, but that, that fizzled out. Yeah. That fizzled out, unfortunately. But they at least got to the marriage stage. Uh, Billy and um, was it Alicia, I think it was. She was a, a winner from 2006 or 2005 or something like that. They ended up breaking up. I think they're still good friends. So it, it's the thing is... I think we call it more a showmance than a romance. I like that term. Because that person is there in your face 24-7. You obviously have feelings for each other and you can't control yourself, especially when, you know, every few days Big Brother gives you a few drinks, uh, everyone's having a bit of so fun. Big Brother's It's a bit of a kiss. You know, we're just <laughs> going to sleep in the same bed next to each just other. Have a ski. We're going to build a pillow wall. See, next I thing, the pillow wall's gone. I, w- I miss Big Brother up late because I used to love seeing what happens. I miss Big Brother up late oh, too. I love Loved that. You know what? We need Big Brother Uncut as well. And I think Dr. Yep. Nikki Goldstein would be an amazing host for Big Brother Uncut. I uh, of course, see in, unless uh, Sonia Kruger wanted to host it because, <laughs> first and foremost, you know, it's her show. Um, okay, so the couple's One are split. more question, though. Yep. Yeah, okay. what else? Does Big Brother provide them with condoms in the house? Absolutely. Big Brother has condoms in the diary room if they want them in the in the medical kit. They can ask for them, but they are not planted next to the bed just in case. Has anybody this year asked for condoms or grabbed any of those condoms that you know of? Not that I know of. You mm. see, thing is, we don't have uncut. 
We don't have up late. So Big, Bro- just Big Brother's around. not revealing that information. Oh. And, and even if he did, he wouldn't be telling me because, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be talking about it right now. So I, I reckon that there's been a little bit of sneaky action Hanky going panky. on under the covers. Mm. Maybe we'll have our first Big Brother baby. No, oh, no, that'd be Sonia <laughs> Kruger's having a first Big Brother baby. Yeah, so say, hang on a minute, we've got a bun in the oven somewhere. So in your mind, what, what would you say is the good key to a healthy relationship and a good sex life? Communication. Because it sounds a bit naff sometimes, mm. but even when you come down to the hot sex part, you've got to tell somebody what you're into and mm. you've got to be able to communicate to them what feels good, what you want to try. And I find so many times people are focusing on the other side of things and they're thinking they have to go build a dungeon and do the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Yeah. But before you even want to experiment with that, maybe you want to have a threesome, maybe you want to go to a sex club, yeah. you still have to have the conversation with your partner about this is what I'm into, this is why I'm into it, and these are my sexual boundaries. Mm. So I kind of find that couples just don't talk enough because mm. once you unlock, especially for a woman, once you unlock their mind, yeah. things might come out that might surprise yeah, you. You can do anything. Mm. So uh, do you have to explore your own sexuality and uh, being a, a sex expert? Do you have to go out there and have threesomes, foursomes? What's the most well, some you've had? Let's just say that you are encouraged when you do do a doctorate in human sexuality yeah. to experience mm. the other side of things. But then again, I was studying in San Francisco, so that's not really difficult. Like, uh, and didn't you go to a dildo conference over there recently? I went to a, a sex toy conference conference in okay. LA. Conference. Um, that's, a, that's another conference, conference I'm going to on the Gold Coast next week. Okay. I'm, I'm the guest speaker. At the dildo conference. <laughs> I'd be like, this is modelled from me. I'm the guest speaker because that big thing sitting outside is my penis. Um, but you, you do go with your with your peers to um, like transsexual strip clubs, sex clubs. I recently went to Folsom Street Fair, which was like the big leather and kink festival. So. Oh. You do get away with a lot more, mm. and I find just being in those places, you don't even have to participate, but mm. because you are a sex expert and sex researcher... What get out of the leather and kink thing, being whipped and... like I'm, I think it'd just be annoying. It's a bit hot. Well, for some I think people... I'm, I think I'm sexually boring. <laughs> Maybe. Must be. <laughs> I think for some people, there's really that dominance and submission with a lot of the kink. Um, but how does also that turn to, you on, saying, you're in charge, I'm the boss, do as you're told, well, you're a people, dog? But some people get turned on by this idea of submitting to somebody and giving away their control and letting someone else be the deliverer of pleasure. But it also goes into the psychology behind it as well, and there's a very fine line between pain and pleasure. What about those dudes that like to wear nappies? I saw that at Folsom Street Fair. I'd never seen it before, and I must admit I'd seen, you know, penises and people whipping each other's penises and all sorts of things and people having their scrotums tasered, and then I get to this... Scrotums tasered? Yeah, this guy was having his scrotum electrocuted, and then I get to this booth that just had, like, big adult men in diapers with dummies, and they were selling adult diapers. Why do they? Why do the guys want to do that? Like, what, how does that turn them on? The theory is psychologically is that when something happens to you when you're a kid, so you have a positive experience with a diaper, being a baby, a shoe, and that's how a fetish is born. They still don't understand, though, why, say, person A has a positive experience mm. as a baby or with a shoe, and person B has the same experience, and then person B ends up turning into a sexual fantasy. They're not sure why that is, but that's the theory is that they have this positive experience with an object that isn't necessarily sexual and then that carries on and develops into a sexual fetish as an adult. What's the weirdest fetish out there? I I would have thought the nappy thing. Um, Pretty out there. When I was in Vegas, um, I did find a a line of products called, am I allowed to swear? 
Yeah. Okay, fucked sex toys. Yeah. Never seen them before. It was behind a curtain, and mm. it was things like um, a fake mouth that you could have sex with. Put the jar oh, of vomit no. lubricant. Are you serious? Um, there was another one That's that was ridiculous. a fake vagina with a tampon in it. Oh, um, no. So I must admit. Like, That's that, just <laughs> sick. But at the same time, if you had a partner that was into those things and you didn't want to fulfill those yeah. fantasies, what a great idea to be like, hey, here's a mouth with some fake... Hey, I got, a pla- I got a plastic one that yeah, we can Yeah, I don't want to do it, but here's a plastic one. But it does still, when you start to realise that that's a product that obviously is out there and there are people that need that, um, that freaked me out a little bit. I don't need that. Is it, is it true that it's not the size of your boat, it's the motion of your ocean? I think it's the size of your mind. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it's the motion of the ocean because you look at something like 80% of women have clitoral <laughs> orgasms, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, so it true. doesn't need a boat, right? Yeah, well, if you have a small nail, you know, you might have 90 kilos to hammer it in with. Maybe, but that, you, still may, you still might not be hitting the clitoris. Mm. So you need to have an open ah. mind to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to grab a vibrator, I'm going to use my hands, I'm going to use my mouth. I'm also going to turn her on mentally. Like, what things can I say to her? Yeah. How can I touch her? All of that. It Are you a sometimes talker? In the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, at, at the right moment. Some people not, don't like talking. I don't want to have just, a conversation. They shut up the whole time. I, I like, is that good? Do you like that? But that's, that's communication. You know? Yeah. Because how are you supposed to know how they're feeling? Because you might be going on one spot and she's going, you know what, I'm just being polite and yeah. I'm going to smile and, and pretend. Can't, can't be polite. You just say exactly what's just going say, on. be like, babe, bite my nipple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, they're in the Big Brother house. We've got couples in there. When there are, uh, there's a, a common misconception, I think, that if you're a couple in the Big Brother house, you have more of a chance of winning because people want to see you last longer. But I sometimes think it's it's uh, a bit of a, a letdown for the Australian public because they get a bit boring and a bit stale and no one really cares about people them anymore. People want to destroy relationships in general. Yeah. I, I, I think they do. And, well, that's what Ryan did. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next few days oh. in the Big Brother house. Dr. Nikki Goldstein, thank you for coming in and analysing the Big Brother me. housemates and, and talking about uh, your own sexual, I wouldn't say exploits, uh, <laughs> sexual doctoring. Doctoring. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, very and fake orgasming and stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was fun. <laughs> uh, so you've got a uh, gig down on the Gold Coast. You're hosting at the, uh, the Gold Coast Turf Club this Saturday. Fashion's I'm, on the field. Yes, I'm putting my fashion hat on instead of my sexologist hat, although the sexologist hat never, ever really comes off. Mm. And we're going to have some fun at Fashion's on the field. So I love the races because I think it's that old world glamour and, you know, girls are dressed up and guys in a suit. Ugh. Hot. So you won't be wearing a sexologist hat. You'll be wearing a sexologist <laughs> I'll be wearing a fascinator. fascinator. Yes. I'd like to actually. I have um, vulva puppets that I use in my. Um, what? I know. They're quite fun, and I use them in my demonstrations. I used to drive a Volvo. Not a Volvo. A vulva. <laughs> or let's just call it a vagina. <laughs> I, but I've I always know. wanted to like make it into a fascinator and shove it in my head, and then no one would know. <laughs> and then when I get home that night, tweet back the photo and say, "Actually, I was wearing a vagina on my so, head." So I guess that's what you're looking for in fashions on the field this Is year. There Good a luck. Vagina on my head. Nice. Well, I'm hosting my own Melbourne Cup uh, party, which is happening at Limes Hotel in Brisbane. If you want tickets, go to moshticks.com.au or the Facebook website, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash Limes Hotel to get your tickets. Uh, and if you want tickets to the Big Brother Eviction Show, all you've got to do is be the first person to Twitter me the answer to this question. What are the names of the four new housemates? If you know, just Twitter me at Mikey Gold. What's your Twitter name? Dr. Underscore Nikki G. 
Dr. Underscore Nikki G, thank you for being here talking to at Mikey Gold. And is that your sexy voice? You're amazing. No, this is my sexy That's voice. That's sexy. And That's a turn I on. Should, should I do the whole show like this? Yep. Thank yep. you, Dr. Nikki G. You've been amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a drink. I got to get out of here. Thank you, Dr. Nikki G. Thank you. Bye. Bye.